0: Dub Nation, we are back. Five wins in a row. Welcome back, everyone, to Behind the Line. I appreciate you taking a listen uh, over the weekend. I'm recording this after the Warriors once again come back uh, for pretty much the fourth straight time. Uh, This one felt a little bit different. The Pelicans were... Up big in the first quarter, Dubs came back in the second, so it wasn't necessarily, by the fourth quarter it didn't feel like a comeback, it felt like this had been a close game the entire game, when that wasn't true. But uh, on this episode I'm going to quickly talk about the Warriors and then hopefully get into just the broad picture of the NBA standings and where certain matchups intrigue me. So first and foremost, I want to say this. Warriors fans who are a little bit naive will look at this. Five straight wins and think, oh my goodness, Steph Curry is coming back and we have just won five straight. The world is great. God is good. While God is good, I I think there's a little bit of um, uh, uh, brake pumping that we need to do. So, what I'm seeing is that Clay Thompson is a great player. He always has been. But he's almost taken on a quiet leader role over the past, you know, 8, 10 games. I, I see him turning the ball over in a few of these games and getting frustrated with himself. But he... And DiVincenzo just works so well together. I don't know what it is. Jordan Poole, not so much. But, of course, Poole can go off for 34 points and uh, be the player of the game. I don't know if he has as big of an impact as the combo guards of DiVincenzo and Clay. Here's the issue I see. Steph comes back, and once again, Jordan Poole takes a hit to his confidence, DiVincenzo is put in a lesser role, we almost need to let Jordan Poole go off for three and a half quarters, and then sit him, Uh, he's not as bad as a player like Russell Westbrook when it comes to clutch time turnovers right now, but over this course of the season, over the course of the season, he has been, he's been one of the top Turnover machines in the league. And so, I hope Steve Kerr can figure that out. Second thing is, these five games were at home. I mean, I know that's obvious, but we have to remember what almost every team is like on the road. I mean, I'm looking here, and the Warriors are 7-23, and but like the Phoenix Suns are 14-19. and Away from home, uh, the Dallas Mavericks are twelve and nineteen away from home. Those two teams are above and below us in the standings, and so it, the whole Western Conference this year is not dominant away from home. Uh, let me look here. Okay, the the most dominant team in the league away from home is the Boston Celtics at twenty and eleven. But still, that's not that's not amazing, and so. While I hope that we can get six wins in a row here because of just the pure adrenaline and because LeBron is out for the Lakers, um, I look at the Warriors' schedule and I'm scared. I'm scared. Um, I'm pulling it up here, but I just I I know that the Lakers are depleted right now and. Sorry, Lakers fans, but that is hopefully an easy win. Okay, and then OKC uh, uh, on Tuesday, that should be another win. So I see it getting as high as seven. But then we will have depleted so much energy that come Thursday night. Mark my words, at Memphis we're gonna we're gonna drop that game, um, which is unfortunate because we have had. The Grizzlies number for quite some time. I just I I don't think we will have enough energy to get eight wins in a row. We haven't done it all season. I see our winning streak getting as high as seven. Now let's go back to these standings because uh, the NBA is unlike I've ever seen um, this year. The Eastern Conference is a little bit more. Uh, separated you have the number one seed Bucks who they're on a 16 game winning streak insane that it's not being talked about more um, but I feel like it's not being talked about more because they just now overtook the Celtics in the standings so you have the Bucks and Celtics kind of kind of running away with the first and two seed first and second seeds and then Sixers Cavs Knicks Nets in the third through sixth seeds. And then the play-in is those jumbled-up teams that you would expect there, the Heat, the Hawks, Raptors, and Wizards. And uh, kind of like in the Western Conference, if one team wins two games in a row, they, they vault a couple teams. Um, but that's to be expected. Now, I, I want to focus on the Western Conference. So, I mean... First and foremost, I'll, I'll start with the bottom of the list here. The Blazers started off the year so strong. I have no idea what happened to them. Uh, they they just have not imploded, but I don't know. They're not good anymore. They're twenty nine and thirty four at the thirteenth seed. Then you have the Thunder, the Lakers. Okay, they're they're looking into the play in. They're trying to get in. The Lakers, I think, can do it. But then you look at the other teams in the standings. And what's funny is that, you know, <laughs> the Jazz might be the one to fall out. The The one team that we all thought was going to tank uh, didn't tank. And uh, I, I, I hope the Jazz fall out because I don't want to see them in the playoffs because, let's be honest, they're not going to do anything. And so that would be a waste of a playoff series for, you know, a 1-8 matchup. Um, the Lakers, do I have real trust that they would be good in a 1-8 matchup? No. But they would at least get a couple a couple games. Uh, LeBron would come back and, I don't know. They could at least make it interesting. But I don't think they would win any playoff series Uh, We just beat the Pelicans. The Pelicans are at the 10th seed. I don't really see them being good without Zion. And it sucks because Zion is on my fantasy team. And uh, I don't know what it is, man. He he can never be healthy, ever. (laughs) I'm not grabbing him again in fantasy. That was a waste. Okay, so the Clippers... Timberwolves, Mavericks, Warriors. I'm going up in the standings, by the way. What's hard is that we've won five in a row, and we've gotten ourselves into the actual playoffs. We're in the fifth seed right now. But it's scary because at this moment in time, we would match up in the first round with the Suns. And while I, I love KD for what he did, man, that would be a bad matchup for us. We've already seen that Phoenix brings it against us. They, more than any other team, even the Grizzlies, have sought out to make our life awful. I don't know what it is. It's like, I, I don't know if, those listening understand when the Lakers got Anthony Davis, the Clippers built their whole roster around beating the Lakers. And then what ended up happening, they went to the bubble, and the Clippers didn't even face the Lakers. And so they didn't win at all. But if the Clippers had faced the Lakers, they probably would have won it all. I feel like that's the same thing with the Suns. Like, they have built their whole roster And they have all the energy in the world to try and beat us. And uh, am I excited about that in a first-round matchup? No. Not not as a Warriors fan. As as an NBA fan? Sure. That's awesome. But as a Warriors fan, we would get creamed. So I'm I'm not looking forward to that. But, guys, I, I appreciate you listening, as always and uh, continue to hop on here after every Warriors win. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't do it after a Warriors loss because, number one, I'm busy. But number two, y'all don't listen. And that's fine. That's fine because the Warriors fan base is kind of a bandwagon anyways. All right, guys, until next time, stay cool.